Anything that's worth having is worth protecting. Life is all about juggling those relationships and the more intimate we get, the smaller the crowd gets. Because I have a ministry does not mean that I am exempt from the need of accountability. I would submit I need it more. The eyes are the gate. Whoever controls the gate controls everything beyond the gate. Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really want to stay connected in your marriage. And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you. I'm Adam King. And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them. So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to Pastor Daniel McKillop on how boundaries protect what matters most. And he is a deep thinker. It was such a privilege to be able to dive into this topic with him. Before we get into the conversation, we wanted to let you know that today, February 1st, if you're listening to it the day it comes out, is the deadline to register for our adventure and intimacy retreat. You guys, it's going to be three days of incredible adventure and incredible intimacy in St. George, Utah, March 11th through the 13th of this year. You guys, we are going to be golfing. We're going to be doing adventures, doing uh, hikes. You're just not going to want to miss it. Sand duning, four-wheeling. Come on now. It's going to be awesome. And massages. Yeah, so much in store. Um, Here are the topics that we're going to be covering. We're going to be talking about intimate communication, barriers to intimacy, sex and desire, his and hers edition. Um, We're going to talk about your own adventure into deeper intimacy and then forming a plan. Yeah. We'll close it out with that plan to create lasting change. And we're looking forward to meeting you in person. We're limiting it to 25 couples. We only have a few slots left and we really hope that you're one of those couples. Yes. So come and join us. All right. On to our interview with Pastor Daniel McKillop. He is the host of the Kingdom Speak podcast and we'll link that in the show notes. And um, he just has so much depth and I'm looking forward to you hearing our conversation today. Welcome, Daniel McKillop, to the podcast. We're so honored that you're with us today. Welcome. We are delighted to be here with you. Thank you for this opportunity. We are huge Dear <laughs> Young Married Couples fans. <laughs> well, we are huge Kingdom Speak fans. That's right. You Aww. are a person of depth and a person of character. And we get so intrigued by listening to your reflections and research in the scripture. And you have a concept that you've been thinking through lately that we are excited to pick your brain about today. And that has to do with, practically speaking, boundaries in a relationship, but also access that we give our spouse or others to ourselves. And um, we're going to dive into that topic with you today. We'll just throw that question at you. 
Uh, you've been doing the research and talk to us about, about boundaries and access and how that relates to the family and marriage. Absolutely. Uh, uh, thank you again for the opportunity to be here. Uh, I did want to say this. We got our first couple going through your pre-quipped class. So, oh, right on. Yeah. That's awesome. Really good. So huge shout out to that. Oh, um, good. The, the topic of boundaries, I think, is, is one that is probably underrated. Yeah. Because it, it really affects every, every facet of life, relationally, mm-hmm. um, yeah. church-wise, family-wise, business-wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boundaries, um, they denote the fact that there is something beyond them worth having. So if, if there is nothing worth having, then there's nothing worth protecting. Mm, yeah. So when you come up to a wall, that automatically in uh, there's an intrigue to what is beyond this. When you come to a gate, mm-hmm. what is beyond? Mm-hmm. So the very thing that keeps keeps some out gives access to others. <sighs> yeah. Wow. So a, a full understanding of this, and this is a biblical principle that right. again, as we've said, affects everything, whether it be business personal relationships, marriages, families. Mm -hmm. Um, So if we go back to the garden, then we we get the first look at this kind of a setup. So we have Mm -hmm. paradise. We literally have got um, an ecology of balance in that first Mm -hmm. family setting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is protected by a boundary. Now, yeah. nobody knows what the picket fence looked like around it. Nobody knows. <laughs> but we clearly do know that when, when Adam and Eve were kicked out, that there was a way to get into the garden. Right. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was protected. <laughs> right. And an yeah. angel was put there to monitor and protect the access to that ecology of paradise that was beyond. Hmm. Yeah. So... Anything that's worth having is worth protecting. Right. Yeah, that's right. And the I think it's important that we understand in 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 all of our in all of our walks that that we don't we don't just need to let anybody in. Mm-hmm. There are dimensions of using again paradise that that you need to be qualified to have access to that. So the mm-hmm. the fruit of the tree of life was not mm. just available right. for anyone. The, yeah. it, there was exclusive access and it was guarded mm-hmm. by a gatekeeper. Yeah. And so I, I think a good question to ask ourselves is, you know, what, what gates am I neglecting? What, what points mm-hmm. of access to my life Am I neglecting, whether it's in my relationship with my wife, whether it's yeah. in my relationship um, as, a, as a minister, what, mm-hmm. what, what gates yeah. am I neglecting and just giving too much access to the wrong thing or not enough access to the right thing? Uh, it, it's a two-edged sword. That's good. That is so good. Yes. And something that triggered in my mind too is how much value do you give to what is on the inside? Oh, because if I don't correctly value what's inside, then why would I need to protect my gate with all vigilance? Right. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So how you handle the gate, in other words, is a reflection on how valuable you think what is beyond the gate really is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love that concept of thinking of a boundary or an access point in terms of gates. Because I think in, in therapeutic language, people will, will use the term wall, right? Like, oh, they have a wall up. And that uh, kind of has a negative connotation, right, like sure. they're, they're withdrawing or they're avoiding. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we think about boundaries, people will think, you know, in terms of fences at times, like keeping things out. A hedge. A hedge, <laughs> yeah, a hedge of protection. And, and that does give that, that sense of, you know, that protective factor. So that could be positive. But gate is a whole nother concept because it's not just about keeping things out or protecting. It's it hinges open as an access point to let the right. It's not always closed and it's not always open. Ah, That's so good. So, okay, let's get practical with this. You know, if people are thinking about their marriage, we'll start there and we can talk about family and, and ministry as well. But if people are talking about thinking about their marriage and boundaries that need to be set up in their marriage as a pastor, how have you guided people in setting up appropriate boundaries? What does that look like? Practically speaking? Sure. Um, there, I mean, there are so many ways we could go with this because this, mm-hmm. this, this principle is so applicable yeah. mm-hmm. to every area of our life. But yeah. You can only let, let, let's use this as an example. I think the concept of of Facebook and applying that to a real world is just mm-hmm. not practical. Five thousand <laughs> friends is not sustainable, so you cannot handle that many relationships. Yeah. So you have to you have to make decisions based on how much access am I going to give that particular relationship to the intimate areas of my life. Because mm-hmm. I can only handle so many. That's right. Yeah. So you, and you see this, uh, I'm not wanting to jump too far ahead in the discussion. And, sure. and But let's, let's just look briefly at this. The, the tabernacle plan mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. setup for, the, for, for very practical application to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. talk about so it. The tabernacle is centered in the midst of Israel. Everybody in their tribe is there's, there's centrality mm-hmm. to the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Judah always was in the same place. Reuben's tribe was always in the, Simeon. They were, they're all strategically placed. All of this has such implications for order and structure and mm-hmm. the importance of such. Yes. But everybody came through. Judah was always at the East. And so the temple tabernacle was always set to face East. Mm-hmm. So there is a, a neat little theological nugget here that if you're going to leave God, you always go East, but you go West when you are pulling towards deity and the tabernacle was set so that you entered the East and you went deeper, you went farther. Mm. You, so the, the tabernacle, when you went into the outer court was a whole lot more crowded than the inner court. Okay. Yeah. So the qualifications for outer court access were a little more lax mm-hmm. than those that were qualified to enter into the inner court or the holy place. Yeah. The so deeper you, you go. Right. Yeah. And each of those, so first of all, there's a boundary and a border around the whole tabernacle. So right. 
You, you, you had to come in a gate to get in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You had to be qualified that, too. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And that is why that when Jesus said, I am the door, yes. there is such an application to this. Yes. If you come in any other way, you're a thief and a robber. You mm. gotta come, you can't scale the wall. You can't come over the back fence. You have to come in at the gate. <sighs> yes. Each so progressive dimension in the tabernacle got it, it was progressively more intimate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there was an access point, not right. just from the outside to the outer court, but from the outer court to the inner court. You went mm -hmm. through another access point. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, there's a veil that separated you from the holiest of holies, which was that intimate one-on-one -on -one dimension where the glory of God was manifest. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't something you shared with a thousand people. Mm -mm. It is mm. something that was an intimate one-on-one -on -one moment between you and Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. I think back to your question um, about what's the practical application. Yeah. Life yeah. is all about juggling. I mean, we have all the worship applications that we've referred to, but but when we look at it from this angle, life is all about juggling those relationships. And the more intimate we get, the smaller the crowd gets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Until you are uh so so let's let's make it real practical in the sense of yeah, I like this. Uh, a, a relationship between a husband and a wife. Yeah. There is outer court relationship, there's inner court relationship, and there's ultimate intimacy that is between you beyond the veil that is none of yes. nobody else's business. Mm -hmm. That is reserved for you. That's not yeah. for the girlfriends and the mm -hmm. guys and the you you can share certain outer court relationships. Right. Yeah. So part of respecting boundaries is telling that young couple who is now going to be able to access greater dimensions of intimacy than they have up until the covenant mm -hmm. saying, now Sorry. you got to understand you don't drag intimate actions back out to the outer court. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. At that moment, it's no longer intimacy. The fact that it's yeah. intimacy is it's one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. Right. And do we beautiful. not have a culture that has tried its best to erase mm -hmm. every boundary around um they don't like to call it intimacy anymore it's just a sexual right. experience now right exactly right yep yep right. that's exactly right uh i love this and i also like how it does apply to a premarital couple you know we have this concept of um you know the more we know somebody the more we can express love toward them mm -hmm. and it seems like the further west you go, the deeper you go into the tabernacle, mm -hmm. the more you get to know about the Holy of Holies, even though you you aren't engaging in that intimacy or that affection or that that right. love, that expression yet. And same goes in a dating relationship. You know, the more you get to know about them, the more you do get to know, you get to express more and more affection mm -hmm. and engage more and more. <laughs> And then once that covenant is entered into, the veil is torn. And that's when they can fully 
experience the Absolutely. to know and to love. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's really cool. And it's I gates. like how that applies. And it's it's never a, the gates, and, and this this is a big part of it. The gates are never the destination. Mm-hmm. The gates are always the access mm. to yeah. what is beyond. Mm-hmm. So, um, in that mm. premarital setting, we spend so much time reinforcing in that single young person's life. Listen, that that's a gate that you yeah. don't go through. You stay, you yeah. stay out. But that right. very thing right. becomes an access point. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yes. So often we talk to young people about having to balance knowing and loving. What the world does is they go straight to, well, physical loving, right? Or like, I'm, oh, I just want to be loved. But they haven't gone anywhere in that. They don't know that person. That person is a stranger, yeah. except for their body. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. Well, so, so what we try to do with premaritals is walk them slowly and say like, your loving needs to match your knowing. Mm -hmm. Mm. And as you walk through, you know, those gates, you know what to do when you're in that outer court. Mm -hmm. And then, cause you can't just let a stranger from Moab just walk you through the the temple without you know there's certain things that you do you go to the brazen altar you go you you right. do certain right. steps yeah and that has to be known has to be in known. order for God to accept the love oh. of that yeah mm. uh, that is so that is so good because here here's another here's another layer to yeah. this yeah Judah is strategically positioned at the east of the tabernacle. Yeah. So Judah is is known as the tribe of praisers, or mm-hmm. I will praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. So the access to that entire redemptive system of the tabernacle is accessed with praise. Yes. Praise is not an exclusive thing. It is an inclusive thing. Yep. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Mm. Yep. Okay. Right. So the gateway is not restrictive, mm-hmm. but what is beyond the culmination of that mm-hmm. is that there's a worship experience in the holiest of holies mm-hmm. that is one on one. Yes. Oh, that's so good. So, so the 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 generality of all right. He qualifies because he has a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> has yeah. to become more than that when he's your husband. Uh, or it has to, you, that, that intimate worship experience is, and that's why you read scriptures like, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. 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 That right. is my access. Mm-hmm. But we never want, we never want that gate to just be the destination mm-hmm. because praise is powerful, but worship is transformative. Mm. Mm. And so worship is where it changes you. So the gate won't change you, but it will give access to that dimension that will transform you. Oh, yes. Okay. I love how that applies to in terms of spousal affection, the way we pursue each other, right? Oh, yes. You, you praise each other 
but that is just the gateway. Like right. that is not the transformative experience. Right. It's not until you enter that full surrender. That's what worship is. It's a yes. full surrender. It's vulnerable. Yes. That's when you enter into a transformative experience. Oh, yes. And we could just that, chat about this all day. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the reality is, is that is what keeps after 23 years of marriage. Mm -hmm. right. That's what keeps the spice in the marriage. Mm. Yes. That's what keeps the passion there mm -hmm. is there's always a gate that leads, that leads deeper. Mm. And you so sell good. yourself. We sell ourselves short mm -hmm. by just hanging out at the gate. Oh, yeah. making, making a destination. How do we do? That? How do you see that done? When we just sell ourselves short and don't go through, you know, don't go deeper into that knowing mm. and loving. Um, where do people get hung up practically? That's that's a very good question, and if if I could if I could answer it and bring me back if I get lost here. Okay. <laughs> But there's another biblical principle here mm -hmm. that um, there's there's so many parallels, or at least I see so many parallels with praise and worship and yeah. husband and wife relationships. Absolutely. Yes. That, you know, there's just so many. Yep. Um, Songs of Solomon is full of gates and lattice and and mm -hmm. the door locks and the, you know, mm -hmm. so there's all of these parallels of the song, the lover, that, that relationship. Mm -hmm. So... Um, Here's an interesting thing. Saul, King Saul is is uh, he, he's fallen prey for what Eve felt fell prey for, and he's mm -hmm. disobeyed. He's rebelled, and so now he is um, he's operating on yesterday's anointing. In fact, it's arguable whether he's even anointed because yeah, sure. Samuel tells him mm -hmm. the anointing that was on you. I've, I've now given it to yeah to someone else. So mm -hmm. the anointing for Saul's life now which is an intimate thing, that's a one-on-one yeah. -on -one thing, has now been transferred to someone else. And he's, he's still got the throne, but he's not, mm, <laughs> right. it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's a figurative role. And he's already been informed that your successor has already been anointed, and it's just a matter of time. And so the Bible says that an evil spirit from the Lord troubled Saul. Yeah. Mm. And so he would get a, a minstrel, or he would get David to come. Mm -hmm. And he would play music to lift that, and it would work. It would be successful. Mm -hmm. That tormenting, evil, depression, what it, whatever it all entailed, mm -hmm. um, he it, it, it would work. But the problem is, is that that's only a gate. That's that's the praise element. Mm. There is no total deliverance there. So it would always come back, and he would always need David to come back and play the harp to get rid of it again. Hmm. So because he hung out at the gate and never went deeper, mm -hmm. then a pattern, a, a cyclical pattern emerged in his life of never truly gaining deliverance or the upper hand yeah. right. on, yeah. on that vice in his life. Mm -hmm. It was just... Seasons of victory and then loss and victory and then succumbing to it. Yeah. And the reality is that he needed to embrace the prophet who would come in and speak to him. This is what you do. Now, that's intimate. 
Mm. That's that's beyond the emotional appeal of the music. Yeah. And that is all right. Now this is what you need to do. Yeah. And do it. And so he would embrace a musician or a minstrel, but he would never embrace a minister. It was mm. it, it it was a matter of go with me before the people and let's make it look okay and let's mm-hmm. let's make yes. it present well. Yep. Yep. But I'm not going to apply yeah. what I really need to apply to my life to mm-hmm. be liberated from this. Yeah, it's a matter of comfort versus discomfort, right? The minstrel yes. was comfortable, yes. but the but humbling himself, changing. That's right. Surrendering. Mm-hmm. That's, That's uncomfortable. Not, that wasn't in, in Saul's right? playbook. Mm-hmm. Because there's a confrontational element. Coming back to your question, Adam, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. you know how do we keep from hanging out there? You have to embrace that spoken creative power of the word that mm-hmm. really does confront us sometimes. Yeah. And it pulls us beyond the soothing uh, element of the music. And right. The, right? And it goes, mm-hmm. now let's come in here one-on-one beyond this next gate. And let me tell you what you need to do to change this. Oh, mm. Wow. So this, I see a perfect parallel into marriage mm-hmm. where, you know, on the surface, we could keep everything looking good mm-hmm. and we could tell each other how great they are sometimes. But mm-hmm. sometimes there does have to be a confrontation or a conversation where we figure things out and things change. Mm-hmm. And there's humbling of of oneself. Yeah. Taking on responsibility for the problems you've caused in a marriage. Right. Because humbleness is that's difficult, man. Mm -hmm. It is. Humility. Okay. Maybe this will maybe this will help um, answer that as well. Mm -hmm. Mordecai was called to the gate. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's serving in the gateway of a king that's holding him captive. That's an ironic yes. uh, position that he's in. Right. He's, he, he's a captive in this, <laughs> in this country and he's in the, and he's in the gate and he hears two guys plotting to say, we're going to kill the king. Mm-hmm. Now you would think he would high five himself and say, this is the day the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. <laughs> I am going to be quiet right now and let this unfold. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But he knew the responsibility that he was called to in the gate. Mm. So part of this, coming back to marriages, coming back to relationships, is he knew what to conceal and what to reveal. And Mm. that's a big part of of fulfilling the role of that gatekeeper Yeah, Mm -hmm. is knowing when to shut the door and when to open the door. Okay. So he knew to tell Esther, Shh, don't tell anybody that you're a Jew. Don't mm-hmm. conceal. But then he also knew when a plot was being hatched mm-hmm. to kill the king, ah, you don't conceal that. Mm-hmm. So the elements in a relationship, and I will pass off to the therapist on this, but <laughs> is, a, is a balance of knowing mm-hmm. what to conceal and what to reveal. Wow. Yeah. 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 Talk like... I know that some people might be like, well, hold on. Shouldn't we just share everything mm. to our yeah. spouse? It's everything's just so an my, open book. <laughs> just read really? me. <laughs> <laughs> be careful, guys. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not uh, advocating secrecy 
Right. Oh, I uh, yes. right. To a yes. fault. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But, but clearly, because all right, at, at, maybe this maybe this helps put a boundary around this is mm. um, the secret was only kept so long, and it was not to be kept forever. It was to be to maximize when it was mm-hmm. going the effectiveness of when it was going to be revealed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really good. Was, yeah. It wasn't about keeping it. So this is my dirty, dark secret that I don't no. want anybody to know about. Absolutely. This was mm-hmm. about a part of identity that mm-hmm. if I reveal it too soon, it will thwart yeah. the overall yep. Well, and it was it was strategic. And if to apply that to a marriage, you know, if you have something that's been on your heart, something that's heavy, and you need to discuss this with your spouse, mm-hmm. it's not about a secret. It's about strategy. It doesn't make sense to just spill it all out yeah. while the kids are having breakfast, you know, throwing their stuff and you're yes. trying to get ready for church. And you know, yes. that, that's not an appropriate time. You so see, you use strategy, just like Mordecai instructed Esther mm-hmm. to use strategy. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. You, you, you notice this too about Mordecai is he was a man of conviction. Um, mm. And when Haman would come by expecting worship, he knew that don't happen at the gate. Hmm. Hmm. And he said, "No, I'm not going to do that." Even though it infuriated, yeah, yeah, Haman (laughs) understood that's reserved for farther in. Mm. That's that's not that's not something I am to share with you. Mm. Yep, that's good. Wow, so good. All all of this, we need to know. Again, we we've already touched on this, but I need to know that. Yeah, I've got friends, and I have relationships. But I don't give them access to all of me. Yeah. Mm. Amen. And not even in terms of sexual intimacy. Obviously, that's the parallel with the Holy of Holies. But even in terms of those inner parts of you that, I mean, require your deepest energy and your Mm. deepest emotions. Um, In ministry, I'm sure you've seen this quite a bit. You're a mentor Mm. to many ministers. Mm. Um how do ministers often get kind of caught in the in the middle of you know needing to have be an access point but also needing to put a boundary there um talk about that talk about burnout and and how ministry yeah. can kind of put the everything out there uh, too early or yeah just kind of share your perspective on that We'll be right back to the interview, but first we wanted to share something that we are really excited about. So you know we all have those times where we don't feel super connected to our spouse and we really don't know what conversations to have to get us to that connected place. And then on top of that, we're so busy that we don't prioritize those conversations. And that's why we created the monthly live date night. And monthly live date night is every month on a Friday night for 90 minutes, 60 minutes. It, we focus on a topic that uh, you guys pick and then 30 minutes we do a Q&A and it's live where we're all together asking questions and giving answers on topics related to your marriage, your intimacy. And we share tools. Uh, we have handouts that we call homework because we want you to be there to listen and to soak in. But we really want you to take action in your marriage too. So come join us live for the next monthly live date night. Check the link in the show notes for dates and details. All right. Back to the interview. Yeah. The the whole adage of I'd rather burn out 
than rust out is really not a good life motto. You're out either way. <laughs> You're right. Yes. <laughs> You're absolutely right. So, yes. Um, I am a proponent of giving it everything you've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, but I, I think part of it, when, when it comes to effectiveness, and you guys do this so well, um, to be effective, you do have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, uh, and, and I've seen some in ministry who um, they, they minister from a perspective of, I've got this and you need to get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rather than, you know what? I struggle with this the same way that anybody else struggles with this. Mm-hmm. Um, how about let's, let's, let's tackle mm-hmm. this and see if by the grace of God, we can't. Mm. do a bit better in said area. Sure. So I think the, the danger is finding that balance between having, having walls built so high that nobody can, nobody can get access to you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and having a gate so wide that everybody has access to you. And, sure. And that yeah. is that balance. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife, how about, how about this? My wife, here's, here's vulnerability. There we go. <laughs> My wife heard because we're going through this pre-quipped mm-hmm. and you guys weren't around to help us with our pre-marriage counseling. So <laughs> we're just doing it now. <laughs> Love it. So we were on a date Friday. Yay. And um, she said, I don't know when this is coming out. So this may be a few weeks from now, but we we're on the, on a date. And so she's going through the three questions that you mm-hmm. suggest. Love Good. It, right. Mm-hmm. Good. And you know, how, how did this work out in our relationship and what uh-huh. didn't work out and mm-hmm. how can I help you? And I said, uh, you can come on the podcast. Uh-huh. And so just before this session today, we recorded our first podcast with my Oh, wife. right on. So cool. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's, it's, a, but, but part of it is, um, I think you have to have a diet of other voices in your life that mm-hmm. that can help you find that balance of where is too far, where is too committed. Do you know what? Yeah. We need to shut the door here. Mm-hmm. We need to go on a date. We need to set this time aside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the last 22 months has been different for me. I've gone from traveling extensively to staying home, but mm-hmm. now that's opening up again. And so we're having to re- adjust schedules right and Mm -hmm. this is going to be our time yeah so um i don't think it's just an element of time though i think it's also a matter of of emotional connectivity with people how far you go yeah yeah you know i i think um there's a there's an example here and this may lead into something because and I'll, i'll let you be the the guardrails on this portion of the discussion. <laughs> um, but David, David was burnt out. If you want to use that term, mm-hmm. um, it was a time when Kings were supposed to be at battle and he stayed home wow. and he had retired for the night. Scripture's pretty clear. He'd, he'd gone to bed cause he got up from bed Okay. And yeah. Went to the rooftop. Mm-hmm. And that is when he looked over the wall from that vantage point and saw 
Bathsheba bathing and and was intrigued by the beauty of what he saw, sent a message for her. Okay. There's an interesting thing here with temptation and boundaries around ourselves. Kings Mm -hmm. need boundaries. Preachers need boundaries. Yes. Um, Therapists. Well, we've got to have boundaries. Yes. And so there's, there's three things because um, the eyes are the gate. Mm -hmm. Mm Hmm. Hmm. So whoever, whoever, I, I don't think I've said this up until this point, but this applies for everything we've talked about in the past and up until now is whoever controls the gate controls everything beyond the gate. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Yep. The angel that was at the gate to the garden controlled everything that was going on in the garden. Whoever mm-hmm. controls the gate to the tabernacle controls everything that's going on beyond the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. So, the eyes are the gateway. If I can control my eyes, I can control every other aspect of that lustful nature, the propensity to mm. be intrigued by that which, which um, uh, shouldn't be appealing to me. Mm. Right. And so, and this ties to the burnout thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. He goes, he's retired for the day. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's, 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 you, you know how that is. There's just something about, um, I've checked all the boxes from today. Uh, I'm, I'm just shoving the clutch. I'm either going to bed or I'm in bed. I've looked at this because anytime I see a case of adultery, I see where a man has fallen. I see where a king has fallen. I see where mm-hmm. a ministry has fallen. And I ask the hard questions of how do I keep myself? Yeah from entering into that or falling in that area. Mm -hmm. And I think there's three things there, time, place, and then the action. Okay. Mm. Okay. There's, there's, there's those three elements that contributed to that adulterous affair between Mm. David and Bathsheba. First of all, it was at night. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the we've all been there. There's certain places that you can be during the day that feel entirely different when you're there mm-hmm. at night. The timing of the event changes the event. Okay. So it was it was the time. It was just not the time to be up there. Mm-hmm. He could be there in the afternoon and it wouldn't have been as problematic. He could have been there in the morning and it wouldn't have been as problematic. There was something about the timing that contributed to this moment. He had mm-hmm. already relaxed, already been in bed, then got up as if he's looking for something. The second mm-hmm. thing is the place. When you say, is there anything wrong with the roof? I mean, you can be on the roof in the afternoon. Peter was on the roof and got revelation from God. Right. There's nothing wrong with roofs, <clears throat> right? But at that time, mm-hmm. it yeah. was a problem. Mm. Okay. So he could have been up there that afternoon looking out, surveying the rest of the, the courtyard, surveying the Judean hillside, surveying, and it wouldn't have been a problem. But when it's dark at that particular time, in that particular place, mm-hmm. that is when he fell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and that is something that I think comes back to the discussion of uh, he should have been in a battle. He shouldn't have been in that place. He should have mm-hmm. been leading a charge, but just, just pulled back too far. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just, so good. Mm-hmm. Some is, yeah. Something in, like tells me 
that David knew where to look. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I completely think that this was not a, uh, a new direction that mm-hmm. he just looked that night. Yeah. Absolutely. I think like what you said a second ago is that when he looked, that was the decision made mm-hmm. that I'm going to go yes. through with this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And why was she on the rooftop bathing in the middle of the night? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So exactly. there, were, there, were, there were things already in motion mm-hmm. that, and, and we like to say that secrets are the buffer to intimacy. Yeah. And so obviously he had never talked to his wife. Well, he had good. never allowed anybody else into this place in his heart. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. left unchecked, left unconfronted. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And in a weak time in his life where he was burnt out, mm-hmm. he let it go. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. He wasn't engaged in the kingdom things that he should have been, so he engaged in things that he shouldn't. Right. There you go. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a, and so here, here's where I think um, we've got to have accountability. Yes. Absolutely. That's right. We have got to have accountability. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me ask you a question there. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for preachers and, and for mm-hmm. ministry and people that are in leadership? Because I think some people yeah. do find it difficult to find maybe the account kind of accountability that they need. Mm. Sure. Absolutely. It, it may be, and this may be a question, are there different types of accountability for, for I, men and women, mm-hmm. but in your position? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the first, the first thing is that we have got to, as ministry, embrace the fact that we are not an exception. We need it. Mm-hmm. I think right. that's the yeah. first hurdle is that, well, I'm anointed. Well, so wasn't mm-hmm. David. Yeah. And I, you know, God's going to help me. Ah, and you're saying he didn't want to help David. Like that's, right. that's where you're going with this line of reasoning. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because I have a ministry does not mean that I am exempt from the need of accountability. I would submit. I need it more. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I would yeah. submit. I need it more. So I can only speak for me personally. Okay. Um, I have accountability software on my devices preach um, my yep. yeah my wife has I've, I've i've got my location turned on mm-hmm. she knows where i'm at mm-hmm. i also have that turned on for someone else that's a dear friend of mine that's that, awesome that that he knows he knows where yeah. i'm at he if he so chooses it's yeah. that mm-hmm. dimension of of openness and accountability but don't mm-hmm. you trust your spirit man just to <laughs> overcome <Yeah. laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, it comes yeah. back to this. That doesn't that doesn't hold square with what you teach your young people. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you're when you're down the, the hall, you're not in your office now, you're down the hall and you're talking to these young people and you say, now you can't be so full of the Holy Ghost that lust won't get you. You 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 flee youthful lust. Mm-hmm. But but not us. <laughs> Right. Right. See what yep. I'm saying? Yes. Um, I think we need to model it. Yes. So I, I have this and 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 I I'm not trying to take a superior path to anybody. I'm just mm-hmm. openly telling you mm-hmm. some of the boundaries that I've put around myself. I yeah. think you've got to know when you're vulnerable. 
mm-hmm. where you're vulnerable mm. in order to keep the Bathsheba moment from happening. That's good. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've got to know that after I've given out all weekend, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the spiritual man is rejuvenated from what God's done all weekend. Mm. But man, that Sunday night guy's got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. That's good. Just to talk about that, every single affair, and I've I've worked with a lot of affairs. Mm-hmm. It's all about this this um, vulnerability, but also um, what you're allowing in the access. Mm-hmm. Every single affair I've I've worked with, almost always, it starts off very innocent there is not mm-hmm. nothing bad happening yep. but what's happening is is there's a listening ear and there's somebody talking and what happens is it goes intimate it goes into mm-hmm. uh, you're not in the the crowd outside the tabernacle anymore you're really? in the inner courts and then you were working in and all of a sudden they're in a place that we shouldn't be here together mm-hmm. we shouldn't right. be talking about these things but they're already on top of the roof Yep. looking in that direction yeah and that's yep. and there's a decision made yep and well, your brain is not thinking correctly at that moment that's right no it isn't right you don't lay your hands on your head then <laughs> pray yourself out of that step <laughs> no sir <laughs> right yeah so yeah. uh the only praying that done that's done there is repentance and that's what you want to keep yourself out of mm-hmm. right and so that is why um I'm not sure which one of you said it a moment ago, but uh, what does accountability, I think it was you, Adam, what does accountability look like to you? Mm-hmm. And is it multifaceted? Is it, it yeah. is, it's people, it's programs, it's, 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 it's a host. Yes. Then it's just boundaries that I have spoken with our church about this, mm-hmm. that I, I don't want any, any lady from our congregation texting with me. Mm-hmm. If it's an emergency, I get it. We, we mm-hmm. don't need to, I understand that, but right. I don't, I don't want the kind of access mm-hmm. for them yeah. to just go, Hey pastor, how's your day going today? No, <laughs> right. No, yeah. make it a group text, include sure. my wife. In. Love it it yep. takes, it takes six seconds longer to add one more name to this. Right. And it, it, yep, the Bible clearly good. says flee from the very appearance Ah, mm-hmm. yes. Of evil. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I've tried to take this back a step, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I've counseled people with this. I've 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 tried to pick up the broken pieces right. of trust mm. that are lying littered on the ground. Yep. That started like you said, um Adam with it didn't start with wanting a a holiest of holies encounter. Yes. With yep. an inappropriate individual. Um but it ended up there. Yeah. And and you're picking up these pieces because they they started out innocently mm-hmm. engaging in this and I've tried to take them back. I said let's roll the clock back 25 30 years when texting wasn't quite the thing. Uh-huh. And let's go now we're we're, we're going to be all just everybody's hanging out at the house and a bunch of couples are over all of our friends are over and I'm sitting there and I just grab my notepad and I write something on it. And I rip the piece of paper off. I fold it up. I get up, I walk across the room and I give it to your wife. 
and she opens it up and reads it and smirks and smiles and writes something on it and gets up and walks back across the room. Can you and imagine? Gives it back to me. Somebody would be really infuriated really quick. That's Real right. Yep. Yep. Like, what are you guys talking about? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. But because it's a digital pigeon that's flying back and forth mm-hmm. across the room. We've somehow embraced it as it's okay. Yeah. And I yep. think we've made ourselves vulnerable. So mm-hmm. it's not, we can't blame the rooftop in exclusivity, but we've got to make sure we've got boundaries around that rooftop. Uh-huh. That's good. Mm-hmm. Is that where the action piece comes in? You said that there, you know, is time, place, and action. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what am I going to do around that? I mean, there was, there's, there's a, a strict admonition scripturally that if you have a roof without a fence around it, you were held responsible for that. Ah, okay. Mm. Interesting. So, in fact, I was, um, we moved in, we live in a, in, a, in the parsonage church parsonage. Uh-huh. And when we moved in, in 2014, uh, my parents had moved out and, uh, they, there was a deck that just got like threw together real, real quick. And it was never intended to be something that lasted longer than a season, okay. <laughs> but it just kind of stuck it out. You know, it somehow survived uh-huh. the winter mm-hmm. and there was no, there was no, um, no, no, no railing. So it literally was just something that I had my barbecue sitting on and elder Vaughn Morton was in preaching for us. And every morning he would quote that scripture to me. <laughs> Said, you better That's put a fence funny. around that. <laughs> I said, yes, sir, elder. We'll get right on you. Drove this point home. That's Absolutely. so funny. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, mm. This has been a, such a fascinating conversation. It has. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the Bible has a lot of good things to say. <laughs> you, you think? Know? It does. Mm. I know. If we could just apply these it things does. diligently mm-hmm. into our lives. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Exactly. This is fantastic. Um, we would like to ask you for recommended resources. If folks are listening and they're like, yeah, I need to set some boundaries in my relationship or I need to work on connecting more intimately with my spouse. Um, what would you recommend to them as far as resources, books? You're young married couples. Um, <laughs> 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 Um, that, that is a fact, although they're, if they're hearing this, they're already listening. So yeah, <laughs> um, true. You guys do a tremendous job. Um, as far as the, the topic of, you know, pornography, that kind of things mm-hmm. and those boundaries an yep. affair of the mind. Okay. Yep. An affair of the mind. Okay. A tremendous, a tremendous resource. Okay. We'll link um, that in the show notes. Yeah. The, the other one that we, we talked about with boundaries a bit uh, before the show, The Demise of Guys. Yes. Is another great, good, uh, a, a great resource. Okay. Awesome. On just, just then there's, and I, I'm, I've been trying to pull it because it's been a little while since I read it, but there, I think the name of the book is just Boundaries. Yeah. Uh, yep. Cloud and Townsend. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That's a good one. And we'll link that one as well. And there's also, uh, the boundaries series has, you know, boundaries for parenting, yeah, boundaries for marriage. And yes, mm-hmm. yes. Good great, stuff. Great material. Yeah. And if, if you are listening and see some areas in your life, you maybe have a deck that needs a fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Build that fence, maybe get one of these books and start having a conversation of what your boundaries 
could yeah. look like. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And in order to have this conversation, it will require vulnerability in and of itself. And that's yeah. that's an example of, you know, um, Daniel McKillop's been talking about gates, you know, and opening that gate wide enough to allow your spouse into that conversation that can feel vulnerable. So it's not very intimate if you're, uh, you know, one spouse is on the top of the gate and the other one's on the bottom and yelling back and forth what yeah. they need, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that kind of ruins the atmosphere. <laughs> right. It's not very intimate. Right. Yep. So these are great resources. The final question we want to ask you is a question that we like to ask every interviewee. And that is, I've never heard this. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Rewinding back. How long have you been married? 23 years. 33 years. 23. 23. Oh, 23. Life. I was like, whoa. <laughs> you yeah. don't look old enough to be yeah. married for 33 years. I was years. going yeah. down that, that trail too. <laughs> 23 yeah. years. So that's a long time. So a couple decades of marriage. Look back into those first couple of years. What advice do you wish you would have received? And fill in the blank. Wow. Dear young married couple. You know, we had um, we had a number of people that seemed really interested in our marriage being a success. So they would come by and tell us what we needed to do and what we didn't need to do. And <laughs> then we would observe um, their marriages and go, uh, not sure we want that character trait or that to be our identifying element. Mm -hmm. So if I if I could speak to the young Daniel McKillop and Ruth McKillop. It would be that we would work harder at becoming what God had purposed for our marriage mm. than working at not being what we didn't want to become that we had seen in other marriages. Mm. That's good. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a different perspective. We we definitely would look around and go, we don't want to, we, we, we don't want that. And we don't want that. And that's, that's okay to a point. Yeah. Sure. But at some point you just need to get, focus back on and, and why has God brought us together? Yeah. That's so good because mm -hmm. one is reactive and the other one is proactive. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. mission oriented. Yeah. Mission I love that. Absolutely. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for the wisdom, all the theology. So good. And this, uh, Awesome. This has just been a fun conversation. Yeah, we should follow it up with with another theological discussion and Man, apply oh, it. Before we before we go, tell them about your podcast. Yes, we want them oh. to to go follow Kingdom Speak. So share what what is Kingdom Speak and and why should they listen? Thank you for that. Kingdom Speak is basically something that was born out of COVID. Uh -huh. <laughs> we, when when we stopped traveling, it was kind of like all right. Um, I'm home. I'm home now. So what am I supposed to be doing? What mm -hmm. in, in these windows? And so Derek and Randy, the two guys that help uh, the co-host and, and uh, producer of the show, were sitting around having coffee and they said, man, we need to start dropping some podcasts and at least our folks are locked down. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe it'll help them get through this two weeks to flatten the curve thing. <laughs> and the reality is, is that is about how it started. And That's I said, okay. Cool. Let's let's give it a rip. We threw up a couple mm -hmm. cameras and 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 took off, and it's really kind of just taken a life of its own. It really yeah, has. Had some, yeah, had some great guests. Mm -hmm. um, so then go to kingdomspeak.ca. Okay. And everything's linked there. All of our YouTube and podcast links yes. are all linked there. So and they do it with excellence, folks. They have quite the video set up it's very they weren't didn't throw up cameras no they it's easy <laughs> yeah. to watch for sure can they also find it on their podcast platforms 
Yes. Apple, yes. Google, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. And it's then on there. Instagram, Facebook, at, Twitter, at Kingdom, at, uh, Kingdom underscore Speak on okay. Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everywhere else it's just Kingdom at Kingdom Speak. So. And on Instagram, they post uh, links um, uh, of, well, they have the link of the full episode, but they post little clips where they have yeah. a little excerpt from what they were discussing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. those are fabulous as well. Go and listen. Go listen. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you. This has been Rich. Thanks for allowing us to be with you. I've enjoyed it today. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at Dear Young Married Couple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.